0: Log Talk Radio. I know the Bible is right. It's The Bible Has the Answers with Pastor Aaron B. Williams coming to you live every Wednesday at 7 p.m. and Never Had It So Good Gospel 107. Pastor Williams believes if you have a question, the Bible has the answers. Join us Wednesday on the show or at I Am Jesus Holy Ghost Church in Columbia, South Carolina where service times are Tuesday night prayer at 7 p.m., Sabbath Friday service at 7 p.m., and Saturday Sabbath day service at 12 noon. Our motto is, it pays to serve God. Hit us up at imjesusholyghostchurch.org. That's Pastor Aaron B. Williams, live on Never Handed So Good Gospel 107. Come on and get the Word of God at its highest level.
1: Well, the Bible is right. The Bible is right. Amen. And as we say almost every week, we're glad about it. Glory to God. Well, precious saints of God, we're in the book of Proverbs, of course. We're in the 24th chapter. We've come down to the ninth verse now. We've come down to the ninth verse. And the ninth verse in the King James Version Uh, says, the thought of foolishness is sin, and the scorner is an abomination to men. Now, usually we read the positive things in the Bible, and it makes things a lot clearer. But, But this time, it doesn't make things clearer. The Tanakh, the Jewish version of Proverbs 24, 9, makes things a little clearer. And the Tanakh says for 24-9, schemes of folly are sin, and a scoffer is an abomination to men. So this whole thing about a scorner being a, an abomination to men, to me, that's self-evident. Um, uh, when you hear someone if 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 someone is always angry if they're always negative if they if if you scorn all you see nobody is going to want to be around you because you bring with you a negative atmosphere and draw foul spirits and everyone and you bring everyone down not to not to mention your contentions and low opinion of others also included with your bad attitude. And when you walk around like that and constantly scorn, when I say you, I don't mean you, beloved. I'm talking about a person who is a scorner. You make yourself an abomination to men, and they will avoid you like the plague. If you're a scorner, men will avoid you like the plague. If you want to be an an abomination, scorn and put down everyone you meet. And truly, you'll become abomination to all men and a person to be avoided at all costs. Amen? So the part of this scripture that says that a scorner is abomination to men, to me, that's self-evident. That's self-evident. People would get tired of you always always having something negative to say, always laughing and scorning other people. After a while, nobody will want to be around you. They'll just avoid you. Amen. Glory to God. Now, the first part of this scripture, the, the thought of foolishness is sin. The very thought of foolishness is sin. Notice it said, the Bible says that the thought of foolishness is sin. Amen. Here, sin means missing the mark. It means missing the mark. And the mark is exactly the way God would have us to do how he would have us to conduct ourselves. And when you don't do it exactly the way the Bible teaches or the way God would, would have you to do it, you're missing the way he says do it. So it's like missing the mark. <clears throat> Where does that come from, missing the mark? It's like a person who uh, has a bow and arrow and he's shooting at a target. You've seen those round concentric circles. You've seen those round circles. If you go to target, The red um, uh, uh, Big box store Called Target Well one of its symbols is Round uh, uh, A white field With red circles Okay And a person with a bow and arrow uh, when, When they see something like that That's a target It's a target that they shoot at Amen And the idea is the smallest circle in this in the center of the other circles, the very center one, that's the that's the mark that the archer is shooting at. He shoots his arrow and he wants to put it right in the middle of those round circles. Now, if he hits it in that in the very middle, that's called a bullseye. He's hit it and it's called a bullseye. In other words, he's hit it Exactly the way he And everybody else would want him to hit it Right in the bullseye Right in the middle But if the arrow goes a little to the left Of the middle circle Let's say it goes a half a foot To the left or a half a foot To the right or let's say That he missed the target altogether, and it went off And landed somewhere in the field They would say That's called missing the mark The mark was that small circle and he missed it the arrow went way to the left or way to the right when the ideal would be to hit right in the middle of the target well that's the imagery that's used in the bible when it talks about sometimes when it's talking about sin we want to hit the mark exactly what god says to do about something thou shalt not steal to not miss the mark Anytime we're te- we're tempted to steal We don't steal Amen We've hit the mark But let's say it's a pen Or it's something at work It's um What else? A pen, paper, small stuff Amen And we I'm going to use the nice word We borrow it Okay We borrow some of the office stuff And take it home Amen. Now it's our, it's not ours, it's our bosses. And we uh, rationalize it by saying, yes, but I'm, I'm working at home. I'm doing work at home. So I needed to borrow this laptop or I needed to borrow this ink uh, uh, jet cartridge uh, in my ink jet printer at home. I'm, I'm working on a project at home. And so I, I'm not really, I'm using a nice word again I'm not really borrowing it Uh, uh, I mean, I'm sorry I'm not really stealing it I'm borrowing it Amen Yeah, yeah, yeah Okay Well, however you want to rationalize it When you take something that is not yours When you take something that is not yours You're missing the mark What is the mark? The mark is what God says Thou shalt not steal You took it So you didn't hit it right where God wants you to do. You was a little to the right or a little to the left. Uh, A little because you are working on a project at home for work, but at the same time, you don't have permission to take that thing from the office. So you weren't way off, but you're off, okay? You're, You're about a foot to the right or a foot to the left. Now, if you weren't even working on the project, at home, a project at work uh at home, then you really miss the mark. You missed the whole target. You're way in the shot the arrow way in the field. Amen. Why? Because you're just it isn't yours and you're taking it. Amen. Well it's only a box of pens. I mean, you know, yeah, but it's not your box of pens. Amen. And I can tell you what to do immediately. Anytime you miss the mark, what are we to do? The world doesn't know what to do with sin. But we're children of almighty God. We're the children of light, and we know what to do about sin. See, they don't know the males and females in the world, they don't know what to do about sin when they miss the mark. But they feel it in their they feel it in their soul. And that's why they feel troubled. And that's why their peace is stolen from them. And that's why they need to get a, a drink every time they can. They drink before they get to the office. They drink at lunchtime with their with their lunch. They get a little martini. They drink happy hour. They drink when they get home because they just feel troubled inside. They don't have a deep peace. Now, why is that? Because they missed the mark in what they do during the day, they miss the mark. They don't do it God's way. They don't believe in God. They don't believe in his ways. They, they don't believe in the Bible, think it's all a fairy tale. They believe that they can do anything they want to do. They believe they can do anything they want to do. And remember what, what uh, Charlie Munger said, a man who jumps off a high building is just fine. He, he does what he wants to do. And he jumps off a building, he's just fine until he hits the ground. He's just fine. He's having it his way until he hits the ground. Amen? And that's the way people are that do things their way. They're just fine until their sin catches up with them until they lose their job, until they get divorced, until the house burns down, until all kinds of negative things happen to them. Why? Because in Proverbs, it plainly teaches that wickedness and evil pursue sinners. See, sinners don't know why they get caught at what they do. They think they get caught because they make a mistake. No, no. The mistake is what was found out that That that, that gets them locked up But what really trips them up is Sin has consequences And the Bible says evil pursues sinners And so spiritual forces pursue sinners And run them down And cause things to happen Amen D-U-I Drunk while intoxicated All kinds of bad things And so they, they don't know what to do about sin so they gotta drink and take dope and get in all kind of extramarital affairs if they're even married. Seventy percent of males and females out there, seventy percent of them, they don't even bother to get married. Okay? So they feel they feel they feel it in their spirit and they gotta do all kind of things because sin has consequences. But see, we as sons and daughters of God As men and women of God Reading the word and standing in front of him We know what to do about sin The world doesn't know what to do about sin So they get inebriated We know what to do about sin We repent We repent real fast Beloved If you sin Repent real quick fast in a hurry Why pastor Why should I repent real quick fast in a hurry Because sin opens up a door to the enemy. The enemy now has legal entitlement to you because you've sinned. you violated God's law, and there's consequences for that. So what you do is you want to keep those doors slammed shut. And how do you keep those doors slammed shut from the enemy? Any kind of sin. Repent of it. Repent of it. Yeah, Pastor, but I'm in an ongoing thing. I'm in a Repent of it. Tell your heavenly. Listen, your heavenly Father understands. Tell him all about it. Go to him in prayer and tell him all about it. Lord, I can't tell you how many times I'll be in something, and I'll go to God and say, "God, I'm not supposed to be doing this, but I'm. I enjoy it." Now, lest you think I'm. See, a lot of people right there. They're gonna think. Oh my gosh, pastor's running around on his wife. No, no, I ain't talking about that. I ain't running around on my wife. I ain't talking about that. I'll give an example. One time, I started liking chess so much that's all I wanted to do was play chess. It was time to read the word. I'll get to the word in just a minute. I just gotta, I just gotta figure out this one move. I've been, I've been meditating on this move, and I've been trying to figure it out. And I'm gonna get to the word in just a second. But I, I got to get this chest move Beloved Without knowing it You can make something an idol What's an idol? Something that takes the place of God That takes the place of God And so Wait a minute I'm up against a commercial Hold on I'll be right back Hold on Hold on
0: Do you need tile installed in your home or business? Then John Robinson Tile LLC is the company for you we have over 60 years of experience installing tiles. We do bathrooms, kitchens, and so much more. Give us a call at 803-529-0092. Check out our website at www.johnrobinsontile2.com. Visit us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, too. Just search J. Rob Tile or John Robinson Tile. We're licensed and insured and Schluter certified. If you need tile installed, we are your company. We believe in laying hands on everything that we do. That's John Robinson Tile Installation Service for new and old homes. Renovation of kitchens and bathrooms. Installs all types. That's JohnRobinsonTile2.com. Uh, beloved,
1: I was saying, glory to God. We as men and women of God, we know what to do with sin. We know how to get our peace back. We go to our heavenly Father and tell Him all about it. If I get entangled in something, if I start, there was a time in my life, oh, I just wanted to watch football. Amen. I was a Dallas Cowboy fan, and uh, and uh, now I'm a now I'm a Kansas City Chiefs fan. So I done lost half of you because you say I ain't listening to him no more. I'm a I'm a uh, 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 a Baltimore Ravens fan And so I'm through with him Okay, I understand, I got you I understand, glory to God, God bless you But anyway um, And now See, now, now someone's going to call me and say Oh, you mean tell me I can't watch football I ain't talking about watching football Okay Watch football The the The, the, the Super Bowl is coming Watch football That's not what I'm talking about I'm talking about When a person watches too much football, when all they can think about is football, when it's time to pray, they don't want to pray, they want to watch another game. When it's time to read the word, I don't want to read the word, I want to watch another game. When it's time to to do your your devotions, I don't want to do devotions, I want to watch football. When it gets all passionate and all power, see, you taking something is enjoyable and was there for you to enjoy, And you took it to the maps. You took it to the stream. Now, at the stream, you're missing the mark. You're missing the mark. You're missing the mark. So don't call me and say, you say we can't watch football. I didn't say that. I said watch football. If you enjoy a game, watch football. But I did say don't let it become your everything. Don't let it become your everything. In the morning when you wake up, you think about football. In the afternoon when you're trying to do chores, you think about football. At, in the evening, you're watching Monday night football, Tuesday night football, Thursday night football, Friday night football, Saturday uh, uh, football, Sunday football. Now, I'm not talking about – now, you take, uh, for instance, you take uh, someone like Princess Cooper. Well, she – She's a professional in what she does. She's that's different in her in her kind of situation. That's her job. That's her job. She's required if she's going to do her job. She's required to do that. She's required to. That's her forte. She's got to be on top of it. But that ain't. You don't run a radio station. You don't have a sports network. You're not responsible to know everything that happened. She is, so that's different for her. But I'm talking about you. You ain't supposed to be watching every single college ball, every single uh, 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 pro thing, every single announcement, every single show that has an analysis, sleep, drink, uh, think about, dream about nothing but football. What about Jesus? What about Jesus? You don't have no room for him? Come on. You missing the mark. Way You got to repent. Amen. Like I say, not to be redundant, don't call me and say, Pastor, you said we can't watch football. I ain't say that. I said you can't become a football nut. You can't make football your idol. You can't can't just that's all you want to do. You don't want to read the words. You don't want to pray. You don't want to go to church because you might miss the game. You don't want to talk to Jesus. You ain't got no time for God. See, you done took a good thing and messed it up. You done made an idol out of it. Now, you need to repent because you took it too far, okay? There's nothing wrong with you work hard all week and you might be doing something and a game is coming on Sunday and you watch a game. Nothing's wrong with that. Nothing's wrong with that. You need a little entertainment. But, buddy, when it comes time, to go in the church, you better get your hips up and go to church. You better not talk about we're going to stay on, got a game on. Let's get a pizza and some soda. We're going to watch the games. No, you ain't. No, you ain't. No, you ain't. You you gonna when it's, Listen, you're going to give God his time. You understand? Glory to God. So if you got things out of wax, you repent, ask God to forgive you, and get them back in wax. Okay, get things back. Do your devotions. Do your time in the Word. Do your time in prayer. Talk to the Lord. Amen. Glory to God. The other one, uh, when it talks about the the thought of foolishness is sin, the thoughts of foolishness is sin here because uh, uh, the thoughts of foolishness are controlling your mind. When what we want to do is we want to control our mind because in thinking on divine things and pure thoughts, you ascend to divine perfection. The Bible says not to be conformed to this world, but to be transformed into a divine new creature. How? By renewing your mind. And how do you renew your mind? By reading and meditating in the word of God. As you look into his light, you become transformed by the word of God. You become transformed by the word of God. Amen. How did you remember the story of Jacob when he talked to Laban and he said, okay, i tell you what my my pay will be all the speckled and spotted sheep and goats all the all the ones that got pure skin uh, the uh their, their, their no, no discoloration they'll be yours and the sheep and the goats that are speckled and spotted will be mine so how did he cause uh the sheep to be spotted and speckled What he did, what he did, as he is, he took the the sheep and the goats, and he put them before what they were supposed to become. He put them before what they were supposed to become. As they went to drink water, he put uh, uh, rods in there and saw it, and so they saw, spotted and speckled, and what they saw, they became. Amen. And as we see Jesus in the word of God, as we uh, uh, spend time in the word, amen, I have my morning devotions, but in the afternoon I can do something else. I'm not saying 24 hours a day, you know, uh, you got to be in the word. People have some other duties and things to do. You have to go to do your banking. You got to pay bills. You got all kind of stuff you got to do. Pick the kids up, go to school, go to work, whatever. Amen. But spend some time in the word. Spend some time in God's light. Jacob, when he wanted to change uh, the sheep and the spotted and speckled, he put before them what they were to be, and they saw what they were supposed to be. And from then on, the offspring became spotted and speckled. You know, the Jewish people are famous for this. They tell their children, when you grow up, they tell them what they're supposed to be. Uh, They have high expectation levels. They constantly cast a vision before them. When you grow up, you're going to be a doctor. You're going to be a lawyer. Am I going to be? Yes, you're going to be a lawyer. Your, Your grandfather was a lawyer. Your dad was a lawyer, and you're going to be on the Supreme Court. And we're going to send you off to Yale Law School. And you're going to be a famous lawyer. And no matter el- what else the kid wants to do, they constantly put before him what, what, he, what he should do. And so that, that's what he sees. And that's what he does. That's what he goes after. Amen. You become what you see. You know, I told you about the the rogue elephants in the in the in the in the African bush, and the young elephants was raising cane, knocking down crops, running over people, and so the villagers said, "What can we do? These young elephants are crazy." And so one of the wise men said, "Wait, wait, wait! I will tell you what we do." So they so they went. They got big tractor trailer trucks. They went and got gigantic tuskers big gigantic male elephants and they brought in them big tuskers and them young elephants that was running rogue and tearing up the villages and running over the crops and doing stuff. They saw these big gigantic rogue, big elephants, male elephants. They saw what they did and they started following what they did. They started doing what they saw with their eyes the big elephants didn't run down into the village and tear it up, so they stopped running down in the village and tear it up. The big elephants didn't go into the cornfields and ruin the fields. They went into the jungles and ate jungle vegetation. So the, little, the, 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 the young elephants followed into the jungle and ate the jungle velo- uh, uh, vegetation. Amen? Glory to God. How many people? Isn't that what a mentor does? He tells the young person what to do or how to see. How do you see things? I, I never forget that I was with a professor, My one of my professors that I just, oh, my goodness. I just thought he was the world. I was unsaved. I thought I was my little impressionable mind. I, I Anyway, we were watching a, a demonstration, and Courtney asked me, he said, what do you see? So I told him what I saw, and I thought I had a brilliant analysis. And then he told me what he saw, and I realized how dumb I was. Amen? Glory to God. And I wanted to see like him. He just saw stuff that I didn't see. I wanted to see like him. Amen? Wow. And so glory to God. I thought like the Bible says in another place, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. If his picture of himself, or if his thoughts of himself, are negative, I can't do this. I can't do that. I don't have an education. I ain't no good. I, everything I'm just well. He ain't gonna do nothing. But if a but if a person says, look, I I, I know that I ain't there yet, but I believe that one day, somehow, some way, God is gonna open up a door for me, and I'm gonna keep on believing. And when that door opens, I'm going to walk through it. And by the grace of God, God is going to give me everything I need to hang in there until I catch on at, at, at the new level and operate in that level. And then from there, he'll give me the resources I need and the wisdom I need to take the next step and the next step and the next step. And all I know that somehow, some way, I'm coming out of this. Somehow I'm coming out of this. I, I don't see it right now. I don't see my way out glory to God. But God sees more than I see. God sees further than I see. And by the grace of God, I'm going to believe God, glory to God, that, that, that he can lead and guide me and make a way for me out of no way. Amen. And when you see God, amen, when you see what he can do, How do you see it, Pastor? In the word of God, you see how he opened up the Red Sea. You see how he fed over a million people for 40 years in the wilderness. You see how he told Moses to clave the rock and water came out of the rock. Glory to God. You you see where God, uh, 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 I forgot the gentleman now, but he asked God to, to turn back to time. And God turned back to time, 15 degrees on the time. God turned back time. And the Bible says that God walks on the bottom of the ocean so that his footsteps can't be detected. When you start seeing the greatness of God and how great he is, then your fear leaves and your problem seems smaller and smaller. Because you, you can see that God is greater than all those problems. And you say to yourself, because you see that. God will make a way for me, too. Other people in the world, they don't see that, so they despair and commit suicide. But you see that and say, God can do something for me. If he did something for other people, he can do it for me. Amen? Glory to God. And glory to God, the secret of happiness is your thought life. Amen? The thoughts, the thoughts of foolishness is missing the mark, but the thoughts on God. Is hitting the bullseye. I'm, a, I'm out. God bless you. Bible has the answers. Bye-bye now. I know the Bible is right.
0: It's Bible the Bible has the Bible answers with Pastor Aaron B. Williams coming to you live every Wednesday at 7 p.m. and Never Had It So Good Gospel 107. Pastor Williams believes if you have a question, the Bible has the answers. Join us Wednesday on the show or at I Am Jesus Holy Ghost Church in Columbia, South Carolina, where service times are Tuesday night prayer at 7 p.m., Sabbath Friday service at 7 p.m., and Saturday Sabbath day service at 12 noon. Our motto is, it pays to serve God. Hit us up at IAmJesusHolyGhostChurch.org. That's Pastor Aaron B. Williams. Live on Never Handed So Good Gospel 107, come on and get the Word of God at its highest level.